Hello and welcome to Mums Work and Chaos with me, Louise. They say it takes a village to raise a child, so let me help you build yours. During this journey, I'll be learning about everything from neurodiversity in children's literature through to body image post-pregnancy. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum's Work and Chaos of Me Louise. Today I'm joined by my beautiful sister Frankie. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, no worries. So um, a couple of weeks ago I ran a little poll over on um, the Mum's Work and Chaos Instagram page. I basically asked you what is your most overrated baby product it could have been anything something you were given by family member at a baby shower something you were influenced into um by the wonders of the instagram influencer revolution um but essentially anything that you were given bought told was like the must-have baby product and it turned out to be a complete piece of crap so you all messaged in I've got tons of replies actually on this. So obviously it's something people feel very, <laughs> very passionate about. Um, so we actually got some really funny responses and I just wanted to go through them with you, um, Frankie, and like basically do a breakdown um, from the both of us as combined mothers of, you know, five tiny humans um, to, <laughs> to like mm-hmm. go these responses and essentially give our own feedback so here we are um the first response we got was bowls and plates Mm. and cutlery because it all just ends up on the floor now I use my chair table 100% agree yeah what a waste of time the sticky the sticky ones I've got those sticky bowls yeah they go they fly I think because they have this like suction skirt, they just fly further. It's ridiculous. They they come off in an instant. I just don't really see the point. Don't they? They like it's like the suction actually gives them more propulsion to fly across the room. (laughs) I think if your kid is interested in using like a fork or a spoon, that yeah, okay, that's probably a good thing. But is it even necessary? Because they've got their hands. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's what now, we we are both the proud owners of a six-year-old and yeah. I can safely say that there is definitely 100% a cutlery regression about five. Oh, yeah yeah 100% well you say regression <laughs> <laughs> it never quite happened for you never quite happened with that <laughs> no he didn't go for that at all <laughs> yeah really she was she was really interested in using cutlery and now sometimes I just catch her like grabbing an entire handful of spaghetti and just like lowering it slowly into her mouth and I'm just like seriously you have a fork I've taught you how to twist spaghetti round your fork just every day um every day we have to remind Max to use his cutlery he just he's just too busy he just doesn't have time (laughs) he just wants to shove it in his dog yeah he wants to go <laughs> he doesn't want to sit there for hours eating he just wants to shove it in his gob and run away so now, yeah that's pointless at least yours wants to shove it in his gob and go mine she is all over the place she's legs on the table slumped down mm. in a chair spinning around I'm bored I want to go <laughs> it's like, yeah 
<laughs> I get you don't want to be here with me, um, but you're eating whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, I think that, yeah, I think it's probably just that everything else is so much more interesting to them at this age. It is frustrating. And we're trying to teach Max the art of conversation. So the dinner table is like the perfect chance to do it. But to be fair in his defence, when he's tired at the end of the day, he's just really not in the mood. So he just wants to shove it in and go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, just, I think that at a baby age, I just wouldn't bother with a plate or a bowl. Just put the food on the high chair table don't get the the fancy wooden ones and they look really nice but actually they don't hold a lot anyway and again if your kids are like my kids they're just gonna end up on the floor don't worry about it and they're really expensive especially like the bamboo ones they're like 15 quid for a bowl it's just nuts like go down to Asda get the one pound plates (laughs) you can stick it in the dishwasher totally agree with that and then like the like with with Asna I I tried plates again we didn't have the sticky bamboo sucker mm. ones then and she would just send it flying anyway Indy yeah. was more interested but quite honestly if I'm honest she was basically pouch raised <laughs> yeah and Hannah likes yeah. to wear bowls as hats so they're yeah. generally not yeah. used I did get one of those silicon sticky matte ones but it was too big for the high chair table so yeah I've had had to cut it down with scissors to make it do you know what I think mine's still in the cupboard somewhere I didn't even bother cutting it down I just I (laughs) I didn't know what to do with it and god bless her like it's a Stacey Solomon one and it's beautiful and I do use it but a Mm. lot of the time it doesn't actually stick to the table because it's still too big and I didn't want to cut it down that much that uh, you know I'd ruin it because yeah. like, I love That's, it that is the thing I think with like just in general in the baby market it's about the look of it not ne- necessarily the practicality of it yeah and that's what's frustrating because you do get sucked in yeah I mean even I would I can see the pram here from here <laughs> and oh yeah the first one I got for Max was really bad I got it online it was a Cassato one the brake didn't work on it it was really clunky it was a travel system so you had everything in one place which sounds amazing but it was really bloody heavy and yeah. I was living in a flat at the time so I had to keep the buggy in the car uh, I remember just, buying you that blanket for the car seat with the handle so that you could pull him yeah, out and carry him up the stairs but then when he got bigger yeah it was just ridiculous because the flat didn't I was on second was on second floor yeah and I didn't have any lift or anything, so it was just hell. But, um, it, I mean, I think when you get to the pram stage of it, you're okay. It's when you're faffing about with a carry cart and a car seat and everything, yeah. that it gets annoying. So then this time with having Lily, I thought, oh, I'll get a fancier one. So I went for an oyster one. I just couldn't do eye candy or what's the other one? Silver Cross. It, mm. I think they look really nice and I've heard good reviews but they cost so much money and you think it's only really for three years like yeah it's just uh I can't part with, with it so but oyster was still nearly a grand to be fair and I have used all of the bits on it but it is really heavy and I sort of think maybe I should have got a pram and then um just the car seat separate 
the only thing is when you've got a car seat that slots into the pram it is really good if you go to the shops and things like that yeah. it's all a lot easier you don't have to wake the baby up and things but Lily well, never slept in a pram anyway no, <laughs> she's, with, she's just too interested with Indy she was in the same pram as us that was in we had the um there's a mama's and papa's one but it was made for boots and then because it was a mama's and papa's one we got all the hand-me-down stuff from my sister-in-law from Alev and so she gave us like the carry cot we got a new car seat that slotted in but we had to but she had the adapters already that she could give us. And so we could slot the adapters in. And it was basic. Oh, I can't remember what. It's like an Erbo pram, but it was like right. a generic one made for boots. And so we actually got it. We actually got it when I was pregnant the first time. And so it was a bit weird putting Usner in it because obviously that one didn't materialise. Oh, so it was really strange, but it was like, it it was in the sale and we got the pram, I think for like 125 quid or something. And it was amazing. Wow, that's and you really could turn good. it around and reverse it and everything. And then when I found out I was pregnant with Hannah, I was like, shit, Indy's still going to need a pram. Mm. And so we got the double buggy from Hawk, but it's the one yeah. that we could still put a, car seat in the top and so we got the car seat from hawk we couldn't use the isofix because we had to have three car seats across the back and the isofix wouldn't work um and hannah the way we had to configure the car seats it just wasn't going to work for us um and then um yeah so we got the car seat from hawk as well and that slotted in and we had the under but it's like a stacking double buggy. So it wasn't like they were yeah. two next to each other. They weren't side by side. Honestly, I think they're a bit of a, it's a, just a bit of an obnoxious way of having your pram, if I'm honest, because it's not side that, by side. Mm, yeah. Why? I just feel like side by side prams are a bit too wide. I don't, I don't physically understand how you can get them through a standard yeah. war well, and then well that's I, I struggle to get my pram down in a while because the back wheels are wider than the front so I always get caught on so stuff. I just I can't quite work out the 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 angles that how you can get a double buggy through a standard door it just didn't compute and so I just thought mm. you know what a stacking one will be fine and half the time we've got the under seat in and she's standing up in the pram anyway and so I'm half tempted to just get a buggy board and go back to my old yeah one. um but that's it, a good idea yeah but it's really good and the other one we got was um a Chico uh really really like lightweight folding pram when us there was little so that we could go for when we flew to cyprus for a family holiday and basically you just oh, pull, yeah. you just pull the thing down and go like that and it just folds flat so it's like an umbrella yeah. pram, not and it ends up being like the size of a suitcase and you can just drag it along behind you it's so much easier yeah, for so good. And you've used it as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I've used it. That was good. It, the steering isn't great. You kind of right. have to lean into it to steer it. You know what's easier is if your really... child's like leaning forward in it, the weight is forward yeah. and it's easier to steer. <laughs> yeah, but I think because it fit... Um... Did it go in the overhead? I can't remember what we it did with it now. It can fit in the overhead because it's technically the size of a 
of a hand carry as soon as it goes like down but mm. I think I checked it in and I used that I bought that big yellow bag for it do you remember I think I gave it uh, to you yeah. so that when it went into the into the luggage hold but they didn't yeah, actually you put it in it. the luggage hold they put it in like the captain's um stowaway on the plane um which is where like apparently most people's skis and stuff go in there as well like if you're to the Alps for your skiing holiday a lot of times the the skis in there so that that you've got easy access to them and they're less likely to get broken in the in the hold so yeah for all of you um this was a hilarious answer yeah go on then a cot <laughs> well now, I, I did I that. did message I did message the person who submitted this answer and yes basically what's happened uh, is the same this is her first child and it's exactly the same thing that happened with me she's right. breastfeeding and it just oh. it just was easier to have them in the bed and co-sleep and with me yeah. what happened with us there was it was a complete and accidental co-sleeping situation she just really liked being in the bed with us and she's well, like I have well. that and, now with Matt yeah, but I needed my sleep at the time and her being in the bed it was just convenient she woke up she latched on she went back to sleep it was easy but with Indy she hated being in the bed with us she still does she does yeah. this thing where she becomes like an Olympic swimmer and she puts her hands under you and her feet <laughs> basically starts scraping your skin off yeah. and you go back to your bed which she does and Hannah equally doesn't like being in the bed with us so yeah Max didn't like it until he was about three and now it's pretty much every night he sneaks in you can even at about 11 last night so I was just dozing oh. off and then he was back at about one. And I was too tired to put him back to bed after that. Yeah. But yeah, he just like beat me up all night. And it was all fun. But no, I do I do get that. I Like my babies were bottle fed. I just couldn't, just didn't work out for us. But um, yeah, I think having that extra comfort is really important. I don't know. I What I was going to say actually on that though is my overrated thing is those sleep pod things so what they're called like sleepy head things snuzz pod yeah you don't need that crib the next to me is yeah probably if you don't have room for your baby to have their own bedroom and you don't plan on having uh and basically the baby's going to sleep in with you until god knows when just get a cot I wouldn't do the next to me thing I don't think there's any point in having both for me Lily was gonna go into her own room so having like a ours was like a little crib thing so it was quite handy and then put her in the cot when she was about six months ish maybe a little bit earlier something like that that is handy I would I would rate a Moses basket more than a snuzz pod thing because um you can move it upstairs or downstairs. You can move it upstairs or downstairs. You've got a stand for it. I think it's safer. I think it's much safer because if they roll out, they can't go anywhere. You can leave them for a bit. And if you've got pets, they can't get to it because it's on a stand and it's higher up. 
generally yeah. your pets can't get to it because I've got a dog and if I mean I wouldn't have left it on the sofa and gone yeah. out maybe I imagine people leave it on the floor so obviously if you've got you talking about like the flat on things yeah with so the I had one of those it for Hannah and yeah. I did actually really rate it um did you if I'm on ah. it the, so what I did with mine is I have a Chico travel crib that I was given by my sister-in-law and I wouldn't I don't think I would have got a next to me crib like it I, I could I, if I wasn't if I wasn't given it I wouldn't have bought one like a next yeah. to me thing I would have just used a Moses basket right yeah but what I did was this like I got a knockoff like sleepy head pillow yeah they're so and expensive the the proper ones mine was like 35 quid off Amazon it's a jukey one and it was brilliant and I would 100% <clears throat> they're, they're great but what I did with it was I put it inside the Chico travel crib because the yeah, crib is huge and yeah. She wouldn't settle good. because it was so big. You've got so much space that she didn't feel snugly enough to sleep. And so two, about two weeks after she was born, I bought it myself and and, and used it. And it was brilliant um, in that way. But I would not leave her like on it on a sofa. And also equally having a dog, I would not leave her on the floor in it either. No. But, it was good for like having showers and things because if she was awake and I needed oh, to yeah. have a shower, it was better because there's no like sides to cover her view. She could always see me. Whereas if I, when Asta was tiny, she was always in the Moses basket. And if I put the Moses basket down on the floor, the sides were like too high for her to actually get a good view of me. And she'd start crying the minute I got in the shower. And so yeah. if they're awake, and they're tiny that's quite good and it's handy but yeah I used to use the bouncer that was quite good but when Lily was really tiny her head sort of <laughs> would go a bit so getting in the shower is a bit stressful but on just baby sleeping you can look up um safe sleep for babies because probably some of the stuff we've said is wrong <laughs> oh 100%. I think we are not sleep experts guys sleep experts so I would look that up. So something that's just popped up here is the Lullaby Trust Safer Sleep for Babies. And some of it, like I really, really live by, like have baby at the bottom of the bed, not the top. Um, don't make them too warm, you know, things like that. Because I think babies are quite hot. Like Max was ridiculous. He was always really, really hot. Lily gets hot. She's in a sleeping bag, you know. So look it up don't take our word as gospel but yeah I found useful as well (laughs) was um on you so on the Instagram page for you and the sleep sheep which is which is in my opinion an overrated baby product but please follow their Instagram because their Instagram is really useful for sleep tips and things as well but on their Instagram they did have this was a long time ago um like a little fact 
tile that told you how to dress your baby according to different temperatures in the house yeah they're so, so handy and I screenshotted that and I still have it in my favorites on my phone even though my kids are much older now like Hannah's nearly 15 months and running around like a dervish yeah. but I, I I found that so handy I will track it down and I will share it on our Instagram as well because it was so handy but like yeah um, that's really good now this is a good one okay black and white books for babies yeah oh I have one black and white book and it's because I was given it when I registered Hannah yeah they do don't they it's part of like the baby pack yeah yeah I did beat myself up a bit about this one because I was like oh I haven't sat with Lily and gone through the black and white book but what's gonna happen if you don't I they didn't have that when we were babies like cavemen did not that's pretty much the rule I live by what did the cavemen have and they got by (laughs) they were all right they didn't have black and white books they survived but I I used to really beat myself up about it like oh no I haven't done this but if you can't find the time or the energy or the willpower to do it I wouldn't worry about it I think it's just one of those nice things to have but yeah I think it's supposed to like get them interested in shapes and things and they can't they can't see very well can they when no, they're teeny tiny the black and white apparently creates a really good like contrast for them to actually be able to like focus on things and apparently their eyesight's really bad when they're first born and so it helps mm. with like visual stimulation but equally that only lasts a short time yeah so having really a using it. a black and white book I don't think is that much of a worry um teething gel mm, I remember you saying you preferred the teething powder I never <laughs> remember when you had us though and I think I was probably must have been pregnant with Max and well I would have been and I remember you just like tilting it back and shaking this powder in her mouth. And I was like, what are you doing? And yeah, I, I've been, it's I used honestly, that on Max. It was good. It's been a good got... for Hannah recently because she's, she's just like drool city. She's got her yeah. big molars coming through and yeah. she's in so much pain. But, right. Do you remember what I used to call it? The teething powders. Oh, baby cocaine? Yes. And when us were little, there was like, there was basically like a shortage of of teething powders and it was really hard to get hold of them. And so we used to trade them at baby groups. Oh my God. Like there would always be like one mum with the teething baby who was like really distressed and upset. And you'd be like, and they'd be like, does anyone have a teething powder? And you'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I I have got some powder somewhere. I've also got like a gel stick thing and it seems to have like a brushy thing and yeah. oh my god trying to use that was just it's too exact if you know what I mean yeah. but Lily to be fair to her I don't know what she's preparing for but she's already got eight teeth and she's only one she's crazy she's and her, her mate <laughs> she's, her, she's her are coming through she's done really well um with teething she actually hasn't been that fast oh, but the molars are getting worse. to her so I've never, I haven't actually had to use much on her at all. I remember Max would have like apple red cheeks. They were so red and he'd be in a lot of pain and he'd be really upset and touch wood. I really don't want to jinx this. Ugh. 
Um, <laughs> Find all the wood. <laughs> all the wood. Um, yeah, Lily's been all right, but yeah, I did have to. I did have to use some a little while ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would say if you don't think that the that the gels work, go for the powder because. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in case you're wondering, the powders that I use are the Ashton and Parsons powders and they're really good. Yeah. Um, when they're really little, you're only supposed to use like half the sachet and the sachets look huge, but they're not. They're literally like that much powder. It's tiny. But um, yeah, they're so worth it, honestly. Um, but that's what's worked for me. Asla was Asla was bad for a short time. Indy didn't get any teeth until she was over a year old and they all like came through at once and Hannah has nearly got like everything and she's um but yeah the Ashton and Parsons teething powders 100% yeah they are good um so we've got this message through I think the best thing I bought was the bumbo chair and the Mm. jump through I wished I didn't get a baby walker Uh, really there's a very specific reason for wishing they never got a baby walker okay yes um my eldest got bitten by a hamster while in it and then I had to take her to hospital where they told me that they were really unsafe and I shouldn't use them so by this baby walker I know it's one of those sitting ones where you end up right yeah it looks like a Dalek so yeah, yes. um, those ones, because apparently they create, they can create like a hip separation because, oh, okay. because you've got the thing. Anyway, um, more recently, I have seen mums buying reusable nappies before the baby arrives and mm. then realising that they're really not a feasible option, especially no. with the amount that babies poo. I um, really wish it was possible it probably is if you're really determined mum you know you know mm. mum bought reusable nappies for the terry towelin ones that yeah. we ended up using as washcloths i really you know oh i thought they, she used them for me too no they no the, no the terry towel nappies mum bought for me and then essentially they just became little hand towels and washcloths that we used for ages we literally washed our face with those things um and she never and she the it was like the minute she put me in one she then realized what an awful decision this was and went straight to disposable nappies and your bum never touched a reusable nappy unless it was to be washed with (laughs) Okay. It was such a bad so idea. That, you kids, I wish that the 80s, it was. So. <laughs> I wonder what they used to do in, you know, like Tudor times. <laughs> I, oh, I that's just picking wonder, that really random. Historically, out, what did people historically do? what did they do? Like in eighteen what were people using for yeah. their kids? It stuff? is bad. I do hate. I do hate the effect on the world nappies. 100%. Be having, I don't know. As a full-time working mum, I can't imagine having to another thing to wash and sort and. Yeah. So reusable nappies for both of us, we believe this is a no-no. Um, also, for my sister-in-law, we got 
my sister-in-law bought an expensive swing seat oh. and it turns out the baby actually really hates and prefers the 10 pound bouncy chair we got from facebook marketplace mm. oh can we quickly go back on the walker because oh, yeah you, you got that walker from your sister-in-law right and was it used then i can't remember what the 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 plug the baby the yeah so it yeah it's blue with like things um no it was a gift from Sil's aunt oh okay so then Max we borrowed that for Max so when we had the flat the living room and the kitchen were very open so he had quite a lot of room but you were we... worried about him touching the oven and we realised that this would create a barrier so that he could yeah, touch the oven when he was learning to walk. Yeah, because it was like a ground level. So, um, yeah, so it was safety handy. problems, it was actually safer for Max not to touch the oven. So, yeah, I think, um, <laughs> I think that for lily there isn't really the room for one of those ones and my dog is scared of anything that rolls <laughs> he's a nightmare so you can't hoover around him he goes for that mops he goes for he doesn't really like the pram very much either so that's another thing that's remind me um, that i do actually have a but you don't need it you, but it's one of those like stand up push along ones i've got one no i've read it Okay, cool. <laughs> but I think I think that you don't. I'm just to say is that you don't need one. Like no. having used one for Max, it was good for him, but for Lily, he's been up too far without it. Stand so, up yeah. walk along one was good for Hannah because she yeah. was so small when she started walking. She was literally just turning ten months when she took her first steps. But wow. Indy was like Indy was almost 11 months when she started walking and honestly I think would have been walking at 10 months had Asla not kept rugby tackling her to the floor and mm. so by that point she was strong enough that she didn't need a walker so we didn't use it for her um but yeah one second uh, I have to open this I'm sorry this, um, this is off, off piece I ordered something for my friend and she's just found out that she's in remission. So I'm really excited. Oh, so I just want to check. I'm so happy for her. She's really been through it, Rebecca. Yay. And I've got her, I don't know, is that the right way around? Yeah, yeah. Uh, life can be tough, my friend, but so, my darling, are you. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's come quickly. Etsy, I rate Etsy. Etsy's fantastic. <laughs> As Support an Etsy seller, I also rate Etsy. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that ten pound baby chair though, the bouncer, hundred yeah. percent. Um, I had one um for us. Uh, <laughs> I think it actually cost a fiver from Boots in their clearance sale, and it was brilliant. Jesus. Yeah, really and good. then, um, but like. The other thing was the bumbo seat. I personally do not rate the bumbo seat. No, why I do you not? not? Because I put in, I so Asla, she was pretty well behaved and I would put her in it and I put mm. the 
the lap tray on and we'd have like picnics yeah. in the where we'd sit and and share food and and have like you know rat cbb's on and um and she would stay in it indy and hannah are both little escapologists and could easily yeah. work out how to get out of their high chairs and so would also try and dismount the bumbo seat and yeah i mean i i would never stick it on a table i'd never stick it on a high surface please don't ever do that please follow the guidelines because i know someone whose child did fall out of it and onto a kitchen floor um it's it's i just i just feel like they're a waste you've got a high chair stick them in a bloody high chair they're high up you can strap them in they're yeah, you the don't need the it. Table. You don't need it, no. I did use one for when Lily was, like, pre-high chair. There was this sort of... Uh, I thought she was pre-high chair. And then when I got finally got the high chair out of the loft, it turned out she could have been in it, so I didn't use it. But yeah. I, get, I get it from Facebook Marketplace. I get so, I've got so much this time round. When I had Max, he was my first, and I felt like everything had to be brand new. And that isn't the case. Like, go on Facebook Marketplace. With Lily, I got her uh, changing table, which is also a chest of drawers, um, I, and a matching shelf, which I still haven't put up. Um, <laughs> and I got a wardrobe, and I got two rocking chairs, one of which I resold because I thought I would need one downstairs. No, I kind of wish you didn't now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then I got Max's wardrobe as well from Facebook Marketplace. I've got loads of stuff from there. Oh, and the Jumperoo I got from Facebook Marketplace. I think some things, like don't ever buy a secondhand car seat because you don't know if it's been in a crash. Yeah. But there are so many things you can get. I have made some mistakes. Like actually the unit under the stairs I got from Marketplace, that's really good. And I repainted it. And then, the, but the one in the living room, I don't know I think I spent 60 quid on it and it's awful it's really bad like the drawers don't close properly this the one from the shop no this is one it was on Facebook marketplace just from someone who said that she renovates furniture and it or I don't know what she did to it but maybe she made it worse than what it was before because it's pretty shocking so that's going to the dump I'm not even going to resell that because that's just basically part hit miss um, but honestly, but guys, yeah, this is your first baby. Seriously, your baby does not need everything new. And if it's no. something that's really expensive and you don't, and the reviews are mixed, I would 100% say look at Facebook Marketplace because it's going to be so much cheaper for you to try it and yeah, find true. out that it's shit than if you buy it and then you're like, oh, crap, I've spent 120 quid on a swing seat that doesn't work for me. Um, yeah. Thing is your, the clothes honestly baby clothes are so expensive they grow out them so quickly again you yeah. do not need new baby clothes they will just shit up their back and it doesn't matter if they you buy something secondhand and it's got a poo stain on it your clothes <laughs> will have poo stains on them regardless whether it's someone else's baby that created the mess or yours I feel like maybe that's too far no, <laughs> I have I so I I'm very lucky and you are now sort of also complicit in this yeah (laughs) I get a lot of hand-me-downs from my sister-in-law because she's got two girls who are older than mine and 
I've saved a fortune on clothes so thank you again Alev you're amazing yeah and then I've then benefited from some of that as well thanks to you yeah (laughs) and and in some cases you even got neutral stuff for Max that that worked as well I did pretty much buy all of his stuff what I did was this is another top tip I personally really like as the George so there's a massive one around the corner from me so every time he got to a net age bracket I'd just go up there spend about 40 quid 50 quid and that was in for the next three months sorted and then obviously when they get to a year it goes to six months to age range of clothes so you know after that when they get to two it's every year it's so you don't you don't need to spend a lot on baby clothes because they go bobbly and they're gonna stain them they're gonna get food down them when they're weaning and things like that they're just gonna make a mess so I wouldn't go like designer and things like that. I know people who are adamant they have to have everything just right. Blah, 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 blah. But actually, when it comes down to it, I'd rather spend the money on like a day out and, yeah. you know, Hannah has, stuff. Hannah has a DKNY coat. Ooh. But it was okay. a gift. I would never buy that for her and it but it came yeah. oh it came from TK Maxx so it's a TK Maxx gift coat and if I'm honest it has been through the washing machine about four times already yeah, and it's doing good. amazing but again she's going to grow out of that and mm-hmm. I know Lily won't benefit from that coat because it's it's a proper full-on like winter puffer jacket and she will be too big yeah that is the thing we found isn't it that your babies were born well Asna and they were born spring and and then spring which and then Hannah is winter so their clothes are fine but Hannah's clothes don't work because they're all like extra warm yeah and that's why Max's clothes didn't really work for Lily because some of his stuff is like neutral yeah which I've still got in boxes in the loft um but no they didn't work because he was like dead of winter he was like born right in the thick of it whereas Lily was spring and then it quick very quickly into summer yeah that's the thing with with Hannah being like mid-November baby and yeah it's 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 hard isn't it right now we both own one of these because I bought them for the both of us I, this is a controversial opinion because it worked for us there and I bought it for Max because I thought it would work for him I don't I can't remember the exact review you gave me after using it for a while and clearly he's now getting in your bed so it's probably not a useful item but oh, this I, is, I hate grow clocks and things yeah. designed to keep kids sleeping longer I spent a fortune and nothing worked on my kids. I, not, I'm sorry, but it uses the grow clock actually, and she also uses it for draconian lawmaking in the bedroom that keeps Indy in bed too. Um, mm. So, which is it's still blue, Indy. You're not allowed to leave this room. Read a book. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Max. Um... Max never really went for it. It is a nightlight. That's what we use it for. Yeah. I know a friend of mine found it really, really useful. And their kid is just that way and listens to rules. Mine does not. <laughs> so he would even, he would get get up, come into my bed. I 
he'd get up again he'd get up to check if the grow clock was yellow and then he to show that it was daytime and then he dragged me out of bed to show me that the grow clock was yellow and we could both get up now it's pain absolute pain in the butt so we use it as a nightlight but nothing else i do you know what what i would say is i wouldn't worry too much about them coming in like i i'm gonna get up at five they're gonna get up at five I think that they need us. That's what we're there for. And it doesn't have to be this sort of <clears throat> old-fashioned thing of <clears throat> being separate all the time. It's okay. And it won't last forever. It really, really, really won't last forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember Max being teeny tiny and just being in, like, the days were really long. And I was so, so exhausted. And it is still like that sometimes. Of course it is. But... He's six, already he's six, uh, which has absolutely flown by. The fact that we've lived through one, two, three, four, like all of those stages. And there were big stages, big phases that he went through. Yeah, it, he does struggle to go to sleep. So I have to stand there and stroke his hair and sing to him. And I, I could try other methods, but I just think, so what? It, when he's 10 he won't want to do that anymore, anymore no. and he won't want to come into my bed anymore and uh, you know and then I'll miss it probably That's sometimes thing, I don't mind one time <laughs> admit something a couple of weeks ago I had a really really horrible dream and I woke up in the middle of the night and Max was there and I gave him a big squeeze to make me feel better <laughs> with my little teddy <laughs> well after I think surely this person who wrote that has had more stress trying to get their kid to sleep in the bed, uh, to not sleep in the bed and to actually sleep through, than to just bung them in bed. Everyone goes back to sleep. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. You've kind of, I don't know. It's no criticism to that person who ever said that, but just don't worry about it. It won't last forever. It really won't. And then one day you'll wake up and the kids will be 20 plus and they'll be at uni maybe they would have moved out probably not in this economic state um and and you you'll be able to have lions and you'll or you probably won't want to by then no you know? probably be and you're gonna, anyway enjoying don't pressure on it don't put <laughs> pressure on it it is what it is lily had me has had me up at five o'clock in the morning yesterday and today i have really bad eye bags now and I'm aging very quickly <clears throat> it's a lot of makeup um <laughs> just makeup. don't I, I just think sometimes you just gotta give in to some things just don't stress about it because it will just make it worse and you'll get angry and frustrated just yeah. don't bother get resentful just, of your child's sleep patterns and it doesn't help anyone no um, this one I think you can contribute to really well <laughs> because I never used one of these and I can't remember if you did um yeah. I had a prep machine and that no. was it for gadgets um and I actually found it really useful did you ever use a prep machine no um no, no. people probably wouldn't agree with the way okay <clears throat> I'll try and tell this quickly with Max I was breastfeeding and I was really struggling and he had tongue tie and he had colic and it was really shite and I felt like my milk never came in I literally went to some 
breastfeeding clinics where literally milk was just I don't want to say oozing but gushing. being produced flowing. gushing flowing flowing yeah literally just coming out of them and I was jealous to a certain extent because I felt like I was I doing it wrong or what was happening anyway I got to the point where I was bloody miserable and I was sat on the sofa for like hours and hours of him feeding and I just felt like nothing was happening so in the end I decided I was going to try him on bottles and I didn't know what I was doing so I went to a breastfeeding clinic because they don't they, at the time whether they have it now they didn't have bottle feeding a bottle feeding clinic no, no. which really is rubbish it should just be feeding clinics and the oh, way 100%. you do it is irrelevant as long as that baby is fed and happy you know 100%. don't worry about the rest anyway so I went to the breastfeeding clinic and I said I've been doing all this research um this is the formula I want to use and this is the bottle I want to use but I don't know how to make the bottles up at the time six years ago <clears throat> so they were a bit the first lady I spoke to was fine to be fair she was like okay she did try and encourage me to stick it out but I was like no I've done like nine weeks I think and I just had I'd had enough he was bloody miserable as well um you persevered so well honestly I remember this so well and I just want to cut in really really quickly and just say you can be a breastfeeding mother and be miserable breastfeeding as well it's not it's not just about you you can be capable of breastfeeding and and it still be a miserable experience for you because with me I Asna would not take a bottle I tried every yeah. every bottle known to man I even imported a bottle <laughs> that looked one. like a boob from Australia and it still uh. didn't work and I by the time I gave up she was a year old I did it until she was a year old because that's when you could convert them yeah. over to cow's milk and I was I I had a miserable time with it I just felt like I had uh, you know I was stuck to this baby and no one could help me no one else could feed her and it was so difficult for me it was convenient but it was difficult it wasn't until I had Indy and I moved her over to bottles at six months that I realized how much faff comes with bottle feeding but then I did did exactly the same thing with Hannah because honestly guys they bit me the little leffers bit me and I couldn't I gave them a warning said six times six which is more than six bites and I'm off and, and then it's done and they both did it and I and I cut them off (laughs) yeah I think it was a miserable time for me I wouldn't discourage breastfeeding at all but I would also say don't feel ashamed of it's not quitting it's changing method that's what it is and six years ago either way is too hard you can't can't win if you breastfeed it's uncomfortable for everyone which is really horrible because then that's that's their issues on you which is Mm. bloody shit and then if you bottle feed you're not doing it naturally and you just can't win so actually don't worry about what anyone says you just need to do what is going to make you and the baby happy so anyway um I didn't (laughs) use a prep machine six years ago I was advised that I could pre-make bottles up and I think when he was teeny tiny I used to pre-make 10 bottles a day Wow, I think that was that was quite a lot um and you'd stick them in the fridge and they'd last 24 hours when I came to have Lily so there's a five and a bit year age gap between them 
the advice wasn't to pre-make it was to make it as you go and cool it down which if you've ever met a hungry baby which I'm sure you have is a very aggressive upsetting time for this little person who is extremely starving they cannot wait for a bottle to be made and cooled down it takes about 20 25 minutes so yeah uh, I I I know I know you didn't agree with the way I did it either but like what I okay so many people have done it and I have done it actually on days out can I explain that one yeah um so my method is to make a bottle up so you boil the kettle as long as you mix it with the powder within half an hour and shake it and stick it in the fridge straight away it's fine and you know less bacteria but a lot of mums they pour Cool, they pour boiled water into the bottles mm-hmm. and have the powder measured separately, which is what you do. So my issue with this, <laughs> I sound really silly, <clears throat> is that the powder is not sterilised. So when you mix the boiled water with the powder and then cool it down, you're sterilising that powder. You're not killing any nutrients, because I checked that with a health visitor, um, However, when you're using cold boiled water later on in the day and you're mixing it with the powder, you're not sterilising that powder. But the water is sterile, so that's all right. It's a really funny one. It'd be interesting to see what the actual health professional thinks about it. But um, Yeah, so I I was told that you could do it that way because the bottle and the water were sterile because you st- the bottle you sterilize the bottle the bottle stays sterilized for 24 hours when you sterilize it in the sterilization yeah. which is what I did I would always wash my hands before reassembling the bottle I'd pour boiling hot water into it immediately so the water is sterile the bottle is sterile and then I would and the and the powder prep pot that I was using I would also sterilize in the sterilizer oh, okay. and then we put the powder in them so that they were dry they were sterilized and oh, dried <laughs> and then I put them into put the powder into the pot <laughs> so everything yeah. that contained the powder the water everything was sterilized um and then the water was room temperature and ready to go but my issue with the way you did it was that on the packet it said the bottles needed to be used within like two hours of them being made and didn't say mm. anything if you enjoy about them this being refrigerated I don't know what to do and so I, I did it my way you did it your or way if you'd and like to get involved if we're honest guys this message at the end of the day is fed is best and do you do this um I bought the grow room thermometer I buy it for my babies it's really handy to have so you know the temperature of the room um and it also acts as a night light I also yeah. bought bought the grow blind for traveling because if there's you can't guarantee there'll be blackout blinds wherever you go yeah I agree I agree with the grow thermometer I think that's a good idea but do you know the one that I love is I have now got the Tommy Tippy Star one. Yes, I was going to say this. 
I've got the penguin one. I don't think it's, I don't think if it's Tommy Tippy, but I've, yeah, 100%. You tap it and you fling it in the bath and it flashes red if it's too hot and it's brilliant. But it also comes with a little stand that acts as a room thermometer. So you just tap it again, Uh, you put it on the stand and it tells you how hot the room is. And so I, I used to have it set up in the girls' room and then every time I did a bath, I just tapped it and popped it in the water. And for Hannah... Hannah hated baths. She loves them now, but do you remember every time I bathed her, she'd She'd cry and cry and cry. And so I used to, don't judge me guys, because she was washed. I used to flannel wash her (laughs) and I used to just like pour a little bit of water over her head and I'd do it all in the sink because the sink was smaller and cosier and easier to do these things in. Um, and so yeah just like tap it chuck it in the sink with the water make sure it was the right temperature and and we're all good but I I do think there's a benefit to having a room a, a thermometer in the room especially if yeah. like, the bathroom downstairs and portability and all of that stuff but the Tommy or if one, you're like in extreme temperatures really if you're in extreme yeah. temperatures so if it's really really cold or it's really really hot it helps yeah. you then determine what like going back to um thing you were saying earlier about what to dress your baby in so you can go in the room and you can say oh it's 25 degrees in here mm-hmm. it's quite warm but I'm going to dress the baby in or it's you know 15 degrees it's a bit chilly tonight I'm going to dress the baby in so it, I do agree with that I think that's really good with the blackout blinds I used to really stress about Max waking up because it got sunny luckily I haven't had that with Lily um because she was a teeny tiny baby last summer um I think that maybe we can underestimate how versatile kids can be and I wouldn't get it unless you really feel like you need to it again with that's that kind of falls in line with the sheep um (laughs) what's it what's his name you in the the sleep you in the sleep sheep so that's the one with the heartbeat uh, I, I was bought that and I still haven't put batteries in it I we just use it as a toy because I don't want Lily to have something that she needs you know I can't sleep because I haven't got you with the heartbeat sheep going off <coughs> at night I don't I just didn't want another sort of thing she's all, she has dummies to be fair um for indie we were given have dummies. the grow owl and Oh it yeah! Now turns out that Grow is and Grow has been acquired by Tommy Tippy. There you go. Um, we oh, were given the Grow Owl, and Indy loved the owl, and not just it does play the heartbeat, it plays the white noise and all that bump, but it was good for the little night light on its belly, and she liked having one toy in the bed, and so she had the Grow Owl, which now sits on her bed. Hannah, we got a Chico nightlight that played the most incessant music. Oh, yeah. Like Pachelbel's Canon, but like whiny. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and it also did like rain noises and crickets and all that bump. Um, but yeah, so that, I got that, someone gave that to me for Usler. And I actually use, I still use the nightlight. I used to use it when I was breastfeeding her because it was nice just to have a light and it was like on a timer. So it would last for a certain amount of time and then it auto switches off. So it doesn't waste the batteries, which is awesome. But I, Hannah likes it. 
and it goes in her cot and if she wakes up it's like a self-soothing aid she just turns the lights on you might hear the music but generally she turns the music off mm-hmm. and and it's actually quite good as like a little self-soothing aid because she has it in the cot she turns the lights on she can lie down see the stars and next thing you know she's asleep again um mm. but it was quite cool because it it projects these stars onto the ceiling um oh. and it's onto the walls like if you're close enough to walk yeah mum's got that hasn't she for the kids yeah she's not got the same one but um this is the chico one and they've upgraded it since you know it's been years old now um but they've upgraded it um and i've just recommended it to a friend who's about to have a baby which is awesome Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's that's a really good one too um i don't think you can ever get the right night light each of my kids Mm. have liked something different like oh yeah i've got another recommendation based on that but yeah so cowpole do a plug-in which i really think is good when they're really congested so you put these kind of it's a plug-in and it's got a nightlight i hated the nightlight i thought it was too bright so i stuck plasters over it (laughs) and then but what you do is you have these little um kind of filters that you put in and it releases vapors into the room that helps your kids sleep because it helps like helps them breathe and helps them not be congested and i think that was really successful as a nightlight it really annoyed me it was just too bright so yeah you can modify it um, we have I bought I bought one of these for Max but in Ikea they sell these like stick on wall lights um yeah. and I bought Usla a, a flower that's the one she wanted and while we were walking around she saw the flower she saw the other ones and she was like can we get Max the cloud oh yeah I love that it is really and good we, we bought, always have it we on bought Max the cloud but they're bright enough that the kids can use them in their room at night to like or first thing in the morning if it's dark outside in the winter to like navigate their bedroom but Asla has it on every night still um, her one's purple isn't it the flowers yeah, so it's purple. not as bright whereas the cloud, bright, is the cloud is so we use it for reading so he sits yeah. in bed and we read a book and then it goes off and then it's bedtime but it's so, nice because you can stick it sort of like anywhere on a wall yeah. so if you put it as like a reading nook light for like under a canopy bed you can do that yeah. or us this one is stuck up because she's in a bunk bed with Indy underneath and so it's stuck up higher on the wall and we also use it for reading but she keeps it on because it's yeah like you said it's that sort of like sort of like the same sort of pinky purpley color as the logo in the corner up there um yeah and it's just more like a sort of more muted light than than the bright white of the cloud um yeah. but yeah you know it, i think like yeah you can't you can never get the perfect night like i think every child is different every preference is different i think you know like just add it, add it to your wish list on on your baby shower list and then if it if it's not ah oh, right. that's another recommendation is uh things to get me.com is really good oh, and yeah. i actually used it for christmas because i think some of the family and friends weren't sure what to get the kids for christmas um or or us to be fair so i just did a few a few ideas and that really helped but yeah if you're doing a baby shower something like that put on put on there the list of things that you'd like yeah. and um you just send the link around then it's really easy and then you can 
everyone can see that's being bought this has been bought so you don't yeah. have duplications of things because um that happened to me where I think I I told a few people a few ideas and then I got like three of the same thing so yeah that that list is really good things to get me yeah I used to I use Amazon um wish lists as well but it's yeah. again it's it's a preference with the Amazon ones you can add external links but it's a bit of a faff so I think I think your your systems probably yeah. for people who want to compile a list that is from from different stores and um but equally with the Amazon wish list people can um you know shop around and then they can just reserve the item and tick it off so either's good um but yeah 100 percent compile your own list for your baby shower send it around people expect it people are lazy they want to know yeah, what to get want they want to think. yeah they don't um, really want to deal with it <laughs> yeah as as you all know we are both full-time working mothers and mm -hmm. we have taken our lunch break to discuss this wonderful Yay. topic with you um if you have heard the podcast and you would like links to some of the stuff we've spoken about and things that we've suggested please feel free to write into mumsworkandchaos at gmail.com um, and we'll be more than happy to send you a list of our suggestions um, equally yeah. comment on the podcast on Spotify um, and again we'll 100% message you back dm us on instagram please um we love getting your messages um but i just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me That's today okay. thanks it's for having so me to have you on and um yeah if you guys enjoyed um this podcast please do make sure to subscribe see thank you later you. bye